Charlie Duncan had it. They turned it over. Alley oop back to Kevin. Oh, baby! Woo! KD! You can see it coming, and the building is electric off that slam dunk. Hello and welcome to the Believe in Timberwolves podcast. I am your host, Brendan Hedke, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at B underscore Hedke NBA. This show is a part of the Believe Podcast Network, and on today's show, we're going to break down the first three preseason games. I'm recording this the day after the third one, Um, and then we're just going to kind of preview a little bit of the upcoming season, but really, honestly, all we're going to talk about a lot is what I've seen from these preseason games and what I think we can take from it, what I don't think we can necessarily take from it. And a lot of that's going to have to do with like lineups and rotations and things like that. And then I was going to break down a little bit of the beginning of the season and things like that. And then just takeaways from certain players that I've seen so far. So that's what we're going to do. Um, We're going to get started talking about a couple pairings that I really like. But before we dive into that, I do have to talk to you guys about our sponsor, so I will be right back. Sports are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron, but also they're on the diamond too as the MLB is in their playoffs. Football is just ramping up. The NBA season is just around the corner. There is no better time than to bet on sports. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season and the NBA and the MLB, whatever you like. They have a new updated site and interface that means more odds, more props, more contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code BLEAV, that's BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so let's go ahead and let's break down some lineups and some data that I've kind of seen trickling through the the preseason games and things like that. One of the biggest things that... I'm intrigued by it. I was intrigued by it last year, and I continue to be intrigued by it. And for once, it sounds like the coaching staff is very intrigued by it as well. We saw it towards the end of last season. We didn't see more than like 10 minutes of it, I think, under Ryan Saunders. Um, Under Chris Finch, we saw a bit more, but I think this season we're going to see even a heftier dose. And that is the pairing of Carl Anthony Towns and Nas Reed sharing the floor together. I think with the way that both of those players have transformed their body that this team could go out and have a fantastic two-big lineup with both of them in there. Nas Reed continues to impress me and so many other people with the transformation that his body has made coming out of LSU, now heading into his third season. He looks like he's in great shape, probably the best shape he's ever been in his entire life, and he just looks ready to go, and that's really encouraging from a guy that, like, didn't have a vertical like two years ago, and now he looks athletic, he looks quick. And last night he made some killer passes in transition. 
that were just marvelous. Um, and those are the types of see, you know, like things we've seen from from Nas over the years, ever since Summer League, to be honest with you. The first Summer League that he played in before his rookie season. Um, he's just been really impressive, but a lot of times he was slowed down because of his size um, and his lack of athleticism. But that's been improving every single year, and I think he's due for a breakout season this year. And to put that in perspective, Nas Reed is six foot nine, so he's about the size of your average power forward, and he used to be a lot heavier, so he couldn't really play that position. But now with his uh, weight loss, his tra- his body transformation, he could play alongside Carl Anthony Towns well. I think he's improving as a defender too now that he's getting quicker and lighter on his feet, um, which is something that would be really important when you're playing next to Cat because. Although I do believe Cat has capabilities of being a solid defender, um, you don't want to put a non-defender next to him. And it's really, really hard to kind of think about what we can take from Nas's defense. And I think that this preseason, he's shown a lot of flashes. And John Krasinski over at The Athletic, you guys all know John, he wrote a piece talking about Nas after last night's game. And one thing he did touch on was the defense. And so it wasn't just me. It wasn't me seeing things or anything. I think that it's been noticeable, and he's improved over you know the past couple seasons. And if that's a big develop, or if that's like a true development, that's huge for this team. Um, and Nas is young, so I wouldn't put it past him like figuring out how to play a little bit of defense. He's only in his third year. He was really young when he came into the league. I think he's just turned 22 years old, um, if I remember correctly. So yeah, I think that thinking about playing Cat and Nas together has made more and more sense with every passing day, with every passing season, because I like how those two complement each other on the floor. They both are capable, well, Kat's an elite shooter, but Nas is a capable shooter, in my opinion. Um, They can both take defenders off the dribble on offense. And they actually both are impressive passers as well. The thing that it's always worried me was the defense, but with Kat losing that weight, getting stronger, Nas getting quicker and lighter on his feet... I think that those two could survive really well, and I think the offense would just be very potent, especially if you still have like Jaden McDaniels as that small forward in that lineup that those two play in, um, or maybe even Torian Prince, but you still have some defense there and some shooting. That could be a really fun lineup. Now, I don't know if I'm advocating for Nas Reed to be the starter. I think you need a little bit more defense out of the gates just so you don't get run off the court. Um, even though I just kind of hyped up his defense, like he's still probably average at best and likely sees that dip a little bit. Um, so I think you still need some defense in that starting unit. But I think that Coach Finch wants to get to more of Cat and Nas lineups. And he mentioned so last night during our media availability. And I think that excites a lot of people. I know the Timberwolves fans in general love Nas Reed and see the potential that he has. So I'm excited to see what that means for the Timberwolves moving forward. Um so moving on with that, talking about lineups and things, uh, the next thing I want to talk about is the starting lineup. Because as we've seen so far in three preseason games, the starting lineup has been different in every single one of them. So far in the first preseason game, we saw Josh Okogie start as at the four um, against the New Orleans Pelicans. Then in the second preseason game against Denver, we saw Jared Vanderbilt come in and start between Cat and McDaniels at the four. And then... On uh, Monday night, we saw uh, Malik Beasley come in and start at the two, which shifted um, Ant down to the three and Jaden down to the the four. 
And the Clippers weren't a huge team last night. Obviously, Zubox is a huge dude. Um, and then Nick Batum's not like huge when it comes to height, but he is a big dude, but he's not like a huge power forward. But still, um, the lack of size, I don't know if that's really what killed the Wolves, but it will kill the Wolves in a lot of other lineups when the Timberwolves are playing. If they're playing like New Orleans when Zion and Jonas Valanciunas are healthy or things like that, they're going to need a little bit more size than Jaden at the two or Jaden at the four and Ant at the three. So I think we need more size in that lineup. And it's going to sound crazy because the flattest the team has looked so far this preseason was undoubtedly when they played in Denver against Nikola Jokic. And Jared Vanderbilt started that game. But man, I just... I think that was kind of a fluke thing with the offense not really being there. Um, and the whole starting starting unit just kind of getting outplayed by Denver. But I really don't put that all on Jared Vanderbilt. I don't think that's his fault by any means. And I think that he would be a great player to fill that role. And, I, and I'm still going to advocate for Jared Vanderbilt going into that starting lineup and being the starter as the year progresses. Um, so I actually asked Chris Finch last night about what the lineup could look like um, going forward in the season and what type of um, stock he can put into the lineup data that we've seen so far. Basically, I'm trying to feel out if he really cares about how poorly the Wolves looked against Denver to start the year or if they don't really look at that too much because it's just preseason. So here's what Coach had to say about that. Hey, Chris. Um, I guess in terms of trying to just determine who the starters are going to be as the season rolls on how much stock can you put into lineup data throughout this preseason in trying to make that decision uh you know we'll certainly look at it but i think i think our eyes will tell us more than the data will our eyes will tell us a little more more like how we you know what we want our rotations to look like Uh, do you think that'll be a fluid thing where the starters might change game to game depending on who you're facing it could very well be. Yeah, it could be matchup driven. So Finch kind of gave an answer that um, they look at it, but they don't really probably put too much stock in it. And he mentions that he thinks their eyes can tell them more than the data can. And I think that's a fair assessment of, of a lot of things, especially during preseason when you're playing teams that aren't fully healthy or aren't you know playing all their players and you're not mixing rotations quite as much just because you want to get guys in for minutes. Um, so yeah, I don't think that Jared Vanderbilt playing in the worst starting group so far this preseason necessarily means that he's has no chance of being the fifth starter and that's why I think he has a very good chance and I think he still should be um that guy because I think he provides most of what the Wolves need on that end um so I think that's the way I would go with it I just think you need to value the size um but the other interesting thing that Chris said um when I asked him that question and he had said this earlier in the um interview as well but just I asked if that would be a fluid thing, and he said it very well could be. So I'm interested. I'm interested to see what that means going forward. Um, is it truly going to be matchup driven, and and who you're playing on a certain night, or is that just? And I don't really think it's a cop out answer because from all of my interactions, I know from everybody else that's talked to him, Chris Finch has pretty much always been truthful with the media and very much so a straight shooter. So. Yeah, I think that he's being honest that maybe it will be matchup driven. So truly, it sounds like he hasn't figured it out yet, which 
isn't a knock on him. It's not a knock on the coaching staff. It's just you've only had three preseason games, and you've been struggling to find a fifth starter for a long time. So who's it going to be? You know, you can't just make that you know decision before you even play a preseason game um, when there's not a clear answer. You know, so I don't blame him for that. I am interested to see what it looks like going forward, though. So the Wolves do have one more preseason game left, and that is the game coming up on Thursday. And I believe they play the Nets. Yeah, they go to Brooklyn to play the Nets. And that'll be interesting to see who the Nets play. So if what our lineup looks like, if it's based off the matchups, or if Chris just wants to get a fourth different starter out there. So far, the starters, like I said, have been Okogi, Vando, and Beasley. Um, the other options I'd be interested to see, if you're not worried about size, but you still want some defense, Patrick Beverly would be a, a very interesting person to watch in that fourth um, game. He didn't play at all in the second game. Um, I think they must have just gave him the night off, but he didn't play at all on Monday night's contest. I would like to see him in the starting unit if he's going with someone different. Provide some defense, see what he looks like next to D'Angelo Russell and Ant for an extended stretch of time. Um, but then I know that does limit what you can do with the second unit as a point guard, especially if Jordan McLaughlin isn't back to healthy. You're then kind of relying on Jalen Noel or you're subbing out some guys like Ant or D'Lo or, B, or excuse me, Beverly early just so you can have another ball handler in the second unit. So that's one I'd be interested. Another person I would be interested to see is Torian Prince. I think he's looked really good playing the three so far this offseason, or excuse me, this preseason. He's matched up against Brandon Ingram, and I think he's played some really, really good defense, to be honest with you. So I'm excited to see what that means going forward, but I'd like to see him play on on Thursday in that starting unit also. I wouldn't be mad about that if Chris is looking for another person to fill that lineup, just because you can never have too much defense, and I think with what we've seen from um, Torian Prince, he'd be a good defensive player, not up to the level of a Kogi or Vanderbilt, but he has some size. He's not huge, but he has some size. And, you know, he has more size than Beasley. And he has better defense than Beasley. But he can also shoot the ball really well. And I know he had a really good shooting game the first game. And he kind of leveled off a little bit since then. But I think he's a good shooter. I think he's a quality shooter. So he'd be a guy I'd love to see out there. Um, and I would also wouldn't mind seeing Nas Reed at that, as that fourth guy. Obviously, or excuse me, that fifth guy at the four. But... Who knows what um, that would mean for the bench unit? Would you have to run more Vando at the backup center, or would Nas and Cat not play that long together in the starting unit? One of them gets subbed out. It just doesn't logistically make a lot of sense to me, rotation-wise, I guess, to start them together. But I think we're going to see more minutes of those two alongside each other, which I'm really excited about. And I, of course, I already talked about that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who he puts out there. Um, and I think that that might be an indication of what he plans to do this season. If he puts a fourth different player out there, somebody that hasn't started already this season, or this preseason, I think then he's still really working on trying to figure it out. Um, if we see a one of the same guys, if we see Vando again, or Kogi again, or Beasley again, then I would read the tea leaves and guess that they're going to try to start with those guys out this season. Um, see what that unit would look like as you head into the season. You know, if he's playing a guy... For the second time. But that, again, I don't know for sure. But it, is, it will be interesting to see what, what Finch and company decide to do 
with that starting unit. The next thing I want to move on to is Anthony Edwards um, and his defense specifically, but I will touch on his offense quick. I asked Chris, uh, Coach Finch, the other day about um, Ants. Excuse me, not Coach Finch. I asked Cat the other day about Ants' aggressiveness, and I'll play what Cat had to say, but basically it was uh, don't worry about it. So I'll just let you listen into what Cat had to say about the aggressiveness and trying to get Ant involved early. Hey, Cat. Um, Ant's been less aggressive these first couple of preseason Don't games than he has been Don't at the end. How do you think you can get him more involved early and often? Don't in the worry offense? about it. It's preseason. He's doing what he's supposed to. He's working on his game. He's working on getting everyone involved. He's working on his playmaking. He made a hell of a pass to me. I was surprised he threw the ball like that. And that bounce pass was beautiful. So he's working on his game. It's preseason. He's, he's ramping up just like we all are. We all ain't the crispest we could be. We ain't all as sharp as we could be. Um, but Ann's doing an amazing job. Um, one, getting to the hole doing what he does. And also the defensive side, he's, he's yeah, last game was great. Uh, this game, he made some great plays. Um, he's thinking the game now. And uh, I think last year was just playing. Now he's actually thinking the game. This is ramp up. We, these are preseason games. I, I think don't take that too serious. I, I know that Ant's, Ant's a walk in 25 a night. So I'm not too worried about that. So as you can tell by that answer, Cat is not worried. And that was, again, after the second preseason game when Ant just wasn't aggressive early in the first quarter, and he just really didn't get too involved often enough, in my opinion. Um, and that kind of changed as we looked into the second, or excuse me, the third preseason game. So it's kind of an irrelevant thing, but Cat was right. You know, we don't have to worry about Ant. Um, he's still finding his groove offensively, but he's been locked in on defense, and Cat touched on that too. That's This is the third straight preseason game that Anthony Edwards has looked very good defensively. Now, there was a couple possessions on Monday night that Ant was locked in on ball, like three possessions in a row, bodying up on opposing players like Terrence Mann and just causing a lot of problems for the offense, which is fantastic to see, something that I didn't think we'd see this season. And if the, the thing that's the most important is if we see this defense that Ant has played carry out through the rest of the season— that could have huge ramifications on what this Timberwolves team can be in a positive way. Can you imagine, I know this is hard for the Timberwolves to think of, but can you imagine if one of your top two players was like a above average defender? When When's the last time we saw that? We saw that with Jimmy Butler, but when's the last time outside of that? And they're also an offensive like powerhouse. It's not like, Jimmy Butler's a solid offensive player. Anthony Edwards can be an offensive powerhouse, and he could be an above-average defender. Cat's never been that. D'Lo hasn't been that. Wiggins certainly was not that. Um, Kevin Love was not that. You know, and then you're really just digging for players until you get to Kevin Garnett. So, yeah, I'm just really interested to see what that could mean. And, of course, it needs to hold up. I'm You can't bank on it being that good for after three preseason games. We saw great things out of Jared Culber in three preseason games last season. I don't think this is the same situation, don't get me wrong, but I don't think that you can just crown Anthony Edwards as a great defender moving forward. But if this holds up, the every game it holds up, the more you have to believe in it. Um, so I'm excited to see what that means. But he is, he's been impressive, and I think that's going to continue, hopefully. 
and hopefully it continues at the level that it's been because it's been very, very impactful. And if he can be your guy at 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, playing really good defense and being a 20-plus point-per-game scorer, he's looking at possibly making an all-star game. He's looking at being the, for sure, second-best player on this team and also just being like one of the coolest dudes in the league. And I just can't get enough of that because... For the Wolves, we haven't had someone like that in a long time. Now, the next thing I wanted to talk about is Malik Beasley. So he did; he was the fifth starter um, in Monday night's game. And the thing with Beasley is this whole preseason, he's been just totally out of whack. And a lot of that comes down to um, being in shape. Now, apparently Malik Beasley was given some time off at the end of the offseason, I don't know what that was about or if there's anything big to talk about with that, but um, he was given some time off and he's just not in the shape he was last year. And I think he will get there, but it's going to matter how long it takes to get there. Is it going to take him three regular season games? Is it going to take him 10 or 15? Malik Beasley was in legitimately fantastic shape last season, like elite shape. We saw that flying around the court, especially offensively. He was a killer in transition, and this season we just haven't seen that. He looks out of shape. You can tell by so many things that he's frustrated with it because he's just not able to do the things he was able to do last year. So I think he's going to get there. He had a weird offseason with you know not being able to be in a normal workout facility. Um, actually, I guess I don't know that for sure. Maybe he was able if there was some sort of work release or something, but he, well, he didn't have a normal offseason. Um and we'll see what that means for him going into this season. But he's got to get in shape. And for that reason, I just can't count on him being the fifth starter right now. Um, if he gets in shape and he can play some defense in this new system that requires him to think less, I think that he could maybe get there. But I just, like I talked about before, Vanderbilt seems to be the best option in my opinion. Um, but I just want to touch on Beasley being out of shape. I don't think I'm too concerned to be honest with you, I think he has a work ethic that he's going to get back to where he needs to be um, because he's probably just as frustrated as anybody else is. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't worry about it, but just wanted to touch on that also. The next thing I wanted to talk about, which I'm just going to let you all know right now, this doesn't mean anything, but it's really cool to see this because we just never see this and I just love looking at it. So the Timberwolves right now, through their three preseason games. Some teams have played two, some have played four, some have played three. They currently rank 10th in offensive um, rating, according to NBA.com, at a 108.8. Um, and they currently rank defensively 5th at 97.9, so they have a 10.9 net rating. Again, this means nothing. Like, very little. Maybe something, but very, very little. Um, does this mean? But it's just cool to see us up there, man. We got the fifth highest net rating in the league. I can't get enough of that. Um, hopefully that continues into the season. Um, it probably won't. But hopefully it's the positiveness of it continues into the season. They're not going to be a top five defense. Um, but they very well could be a top 10 offense. I'm kind of expecting them to be, to be honest with you. Um, but like I said, defensively, it's going to take a lot of work to get to top five, but if they could be top 15 and have a net rating that's, you know, 
12th in the league, that would be fantastic. So I'm excited to see how that translates. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, just a couple quick notes. I think D'Angelo Russell offensively looks great. He had a he struggled in the second preseason game, but he had another awesome, awesome night last night. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably listen on Wednesday, but um, fa- fr- Monday night he had an awesome, an awesome game offensively, and in the first game he did too. Cat looks like himself offensively, which is great, and he looks just about as good as he's ever looked defensively so far. He hasn't faced super tough competition outside of Jokic, but I think he did a good job on Jokic. Um, but then he was matched up with like, you know, Jackson Hayes and Willie Hernan Gomez, and then Monday with like Zubak, who's a tough dude, but not necessarily in like a as a top level center. But Cat's look good, so I'm not worried about his um, offensive production. I'm excited to see what he can do defensively this season. And then um, we talked about Ant. Again, D'Lo's looked great. Um, Jaden finally turned it around. He had a solid um, season, or excuse me, game in the preseason. Finally, he struggled the first two games, um, getting a shot to fall. And he's probably going to struggle at times this season just being a starter and being like more of a focal point in the scouting report. But with the offensive creation and ability around him I don't think that's going to be like a huge worry or anything but worth putting out there um Josh Akogi was dealing with something he was a game time decision in Monday night's game we'll see what's in store for him on Thursday but um doesn't sound like anything too major Chris Finch mentioned pregame on Monday that it was just kind of camp bumps and bruises so I don't think I have to worry about that um, the other thing I wanted to mention was Leandro Balmero looked solid again. He made, he had some nice flashes. He had a corner three. Um, I don't think he's ready for an NBA rotation yet. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in Iowa and just gets some minutes there to develop, which I think would be important for him if he's not getting minutes with the parent club, which I don't think he will be. Um, so we'll see what that kind of looks like heading forward. But last thing I wanted to mention is just quick notes. The Timberwolves again play on Thursday night at 6.30 Central Time against the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn for their final preseason game. Then they will have their first game of the season against the Houston Rockets um, at 7 o'clock on Wednesday, October 20th. And then they follow that up with two home games against the Pelicans on the following Saturday and Monday. Then one game against the Bucks at Milwaukee. And then a game at home against the Nuggets, a game at home against the Magic, and then two games at home against the Clippers. So they have seven of their first eight games at home, and their only away game is in Milwaukee. So they're really not leaving the state of Minnesota very much, and when they are, they're going to Wisconsin um, to face the defending champs. But if the Timberwolves can get off to a great start there, that would be awesome. I would be so encouraged by that. If they could start like... I mean, six and two would be fantastic, but even five and three in that stretch would be a huge thing if they could knock off the Rockets, beat the Pelicans a couple of times, and beat the Magic. You know, that's four games right there, and then if you can beat the Clippers once, that would be awesome. But they have a chance to do some damage at the beginning of the season, which is good because then the season starts getting tougher and less advantageous for them past that. If they struggle then when they have a bunch of home games, they might struggle when the season gets a little bit tougher and we start get going. But um, other than that, I don't really have anything else. Tune in to the Wolves games. I hope some of you got the free tickets that the the Wolves were giving out thanks to Aura, their sponsor. Um, I got some. I'm going to the second game, the first Pelicans game on Saturday. 
October 23rd. So I'm excited about that. I'm also be in the house for a number of games for media availability. Um, so I'm excited to see what um, this team is bringing. This is probably my last podcast before or during the preseason, but I'll do another one before the season starts, I'm sure. But again, thank you guys so much for listening to the Believe in Timberwolves podcast. Um, you guys are the best. The support has been crazy, and I can't wait to see what this podcast does this upcoming season. But again, this has been the Believe in Timberwolves podcast presented by Bet Online. Thanks again, and I will see you guys next week. Peace out.